Fix Your Business, episode 94 of the American Entrepreneur Podcast. What I learned from dozens of consultations. What I learned from dozens of consultations, ranging from sales operations, marketing management, sales management, um, you know, managing myself as a salesperson, being a, a better salesperson, SOPs, again, in the business, and organizing our efforts in general. These are a bunch of lessons that I had to learn that you don't have to learn. These are a bunch of things that were paramount to what I was doing, what I am doing, and will continue to move forward with that you don't have to learn yourself. So you can just learn them here right now. So one of the number one things that happened recently that, uh, that we've really been focusing on When I started selling my ass off with the marketing, I said, dude, I can't keep up with this. I need salespeople. Now I see why it doesn't make sense to do it alone. I need salespeople. I value my time way faster than I thought I would. I said, okay, cool. I'm making about 200 to 500 an hour, depending on the contract. That's not enough money, and that's not enough time to have left in the week. I work in like 20 plus hours a week, and I was like, this is too much. What do I mean by too much, motherfucker? I mean Angelo Reyes doesn't need to do that much for that much money. That's what I mean. So I needed more money per time, and I needed my time back. And so I started to take the building of the business seriously. And I put salespeople on. And here's what happened. When I started bringing salespeople to the business, what happened is they were very confused about the product. And I explained it in as many ways as I possibly could. But it doesn't matter. There was nothing for them to read. There were no visuals. I mean, I had a website. I showed them how social media works. Right? But there were no SOPs. There were none. Angelo calls people and signs them up. That was my business. Can you guys do that? There was no training program. There was no, there was no onboarding. There was no explaining the product. There was none of that. So I said, what the fuck am I doing wrong? So what I did was I had a consultation and it was over a general infrastructure from good buddy of mine and, it, and I, I paid him for a consultation but he 100% started it off for free and I was like, no, take my fucking money. <laughs> this is one of the best consultations I've ever had. And he started breaking down things like What's the price for the product? How much goes to tax? How much goes to operations? How much does it cost to recruit a salesperson? Um, how much of the, how, what are margins looking like? What is your lifetime value for a customer? What's your LTV? And these are things that I'd, I'd known and thought about, but they weren't focused. My awareness wasn't focused on them until I had to build this this way. And so he really started breaking down, well, what we need is customer avatars. We need an org chart. We're going to need SOPs for the salespeople, SOPs for the marketers. We're going to need you to say, well, how much time does each task cost? How much time does each task take? 
how much time does onboarding take? And how many hours could we onboard people and how much money does it cost for any of that labor? What are ways we could cut down labor? Meaning, for example, hired a marketer, needed to do a job. The job takes 30 minutes. You know how long it took the marketer to do it? A few days and he was late. He finally did it. It took him like four hours. It takes about 30 minutes. So I paid that dude for for a 30-minute job. I paid him about 20-plus hours of work because he, he, I don't know, not going to go into it too much. Keep the tone of the podcast positive Um, because it's, I don't know whose fault it technically is, but I, I have an idea. We'll put it that way. And so when I started doing that, I said, well, here's the SOP now. This is what I need you to do. This is the amount of time that it should take. This is exactly how it needs to be done. These are the things to check for when it's done. That is how I delegate now. Here's what I need you to do. This is the amount of time it takes. This is how many I need done. If it doesn't get done, we're going to have to change something. That being said, I set this up to where you could mess up a little bit and it would still be perfectly on time. How do I know? I've done this job myself. So I know how long this job takes. You can't sit here as a contractor and tell me, oh yeah, it's going to take 20 hours when I know, because I've done it, that it takes three minutes. I know that for a fact. So I started breaking things down saying, these are the jobs that we need done. This is the amount of time that it takes. This is the avatar of who I believe would fill the role of this job. And then I said, this is how these jobs interact with each other. These are our goals. And this is how every one of these things informs us that our goal is being done correctly. And I just started breaking it down. I have, this is how much my product is. This is how much I pay out. This is how much taxes is. This is how much LTV is, not just on one product, but on three different tiers of product. Another thing I've done is LTV for those. On top of the LTV for those products, what I've done is how many and which one of those products that I actually need to sell how many times. And we're working on a mathematical equation of course, is again, not in my expertise, but things that I had to learn to do so that I can then pay people to consult me to get better and better at doing them so that I can then build systems to outsource them correctly and vet for the person to do the job correctly. That's what it helped me with the most. I know exactly what I'm looking for, exactly what they should be charging, exactly the amount of time that it should take, <clears throat> and exactly how much of the product sale goes to that effort. I know that exactly. So again, we're working on an equation right now where there, it's the different combinations, like an Excel spreadsheet, basically. How many of these products do I need to sell? Okay, well, now how many of these do I need to sell to reach this? Well, what if I only sell the bottom tier product over and over? How many of those do I need? What if I only sell five of the bottom tier product? Now, how many of these do I need? All the different combinations of that approach to reach those revenue goals. My revenue goals completely down how many sales that I need in a year. Not only how many sales do I need in a year, but how long does it take to do every one of those sales? What is the average amount of time that it takes a salesperson to 
Contact and close the deal. Figuring these things out is fucking paramount. Because you can't, when I say scale, people are like, oh, we need to scale. kind of don't know what that means. What scale means is building an efficient engine to where if you put more fuel in it, in theory, in theory, you put more fuel in it, it's going to keep going. It's going to go faster. It's faster. It's going to go perfectly. You could put any amount of fuel in it and it's still going to work correctly. Because all the fucking standard operating procedures are there perfectly laid out for you. They're all perfectly laid out for you. And so that was the first thing. The first thing was quantifying every fucking move that happens in the business. From the time the person starts their job, the very fucking millisecond, to the time that their job means anything to the company. Every fucking action has to be measured. And little itty bitty detail in every one of those actions needs to be compared as a KPI to the company revenue goals. The, the quantifiables, right? So that was the first thing. And now when I have a salesperson on, I can say, this is what I need you to sell. This is, this is how much you need to sell. This is how much you'll make if you sell that. This is how much time that it should take you to sell that. This is how often we meet together at what times in order to go over this. This is how we onboard you. This is how we pay you. Here's our exact system. Okay. When I say exact system, I mean, here's the pitch. Here's how you call people. Here's how you do follow-ups. Here's what we do after that. Here's how you have them pay. Here's how you get paid. So yeah, I had those things, but it was like, I tell you those things. It wasn't like I had a bunch of like operating procedures set up for all those things to happen. I was a solopreneur kind of freeballing it. And I could have kept doing that, but I wanted to grow a team and scale. Be honest, I wanted less time involvement. That's always my goal. Today, that's my goal. That'll be my goal tomorrow, and it'll be my goal next year. And the moment someone talks me out of that, the next second, it will be my goal again. It's the only fucking goal. More things. More time to spend on those things. That's it. Spending my time correctly. Spending my time correctly. And so that was one of the first things. So secondly. Secondly, one of the biggest things has been, um, on top of, you know, standard operating procedures, running the sales team. Okay, I've been told this by two people who do sales operations. Essentially, they do sales operations for businesses. They're the CEOs of these big-ass businesses, and what they do is they contact entrepreneurs, CEOs, and they say, we can help you with your sales, your recruiting, your infrastructure, your sales process, how you deal with clients. Basically, again, a sales operations um, company that you can outsource or have train your companies. These people, right? You've heard of them. People who train companies to sell correctly. I know these people. And they've sat down and consulted me. The first one basically said, you need SOPs. And guess what I did? I already did that. So that was awesome. It was awesome to get somebody to say, we can charge you X amount, won't be named, but we'll charge you this amount, pretty good amount for you to do, for us to do this for you. 
And I said, no fucking thank you. I have that done perfectly. I got yelled at enough last year. I got that shit down perfectly. When I say perfectly, I mean if there's a problem, I can pay someone else to fix it. But the whole thing is done perfectly, meaning I can run people through it, and it makes sense to them, and they can close deals. They're never lost. There you go. They always know where to go. And what these people told me is you are so used. This, is, this was these people's conclusion. Are you ready as an entrepreneur? Because if you are where I'm at right now, this is going to... It blew my fucking mind. Guys, nobody blows my mind. Nobody says things that are crazy to me. Except for the other crazy people like me. And so I had a consultation... And this girl who worked at some of the types of places, sales places when I was younger, I worked at, like selling firms, sales firms, things like that. She said, you ready? You are so used to being a closer who can close, just close deals that you don't understand that these people need your leadership. So what do you mean? And when she broke it down, here's what it came down to. My salespeople would say, well, what if they say this? What if this happens? What about this? And I'd say, what the fuck are you talking about? Who fucking cares if they say that? Tell them whatever. Well, what about this objection? Look them in the eyes and say, is that an objection to you? It's not an objection to me. It's not an objection to anybody else who does this. That's not an objection. Check them on the objection. That's not an objection, sir. Well, um, I don't even, I can't even think of objections, guys. I don't even get objections. I'm dead ass. I can't even fucking think of an objection. That's the craziest part about it. Can't even think of a fucking objection. And so now again, you see the problem. A salesperson comes to you and says, what if this, and I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And that didn't help. And she basically said, You have been a closer for so long that you need to turn and be leadership for these people and stop just close, 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 close. Be leadership. You need to focus on being leadership for these people. You're still in your head. You're just a fucking uh, 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 renegade, just like you're a closer. You are... I'm a rebel. I'm a fucking rebel. So that's cool in sales and all, but leadership, these people don't need you to be a fucking rebel. They need you to be there for them and teach them how to sell. They don't need a fucking rebel. They need you to fucking sell. They need you to help them sell. That's what they need. And and so that leads me to our last last point here. Point number three. With a, um, a big ass... You know, sales recruiting company spoke with the owner of it today. How'd I get lucky with that? No idea. I had a meeting with someone else and then we switched it and they called me back and I'm working with him now. And it was just a consultation. And one of the things that I learned from his page, their Instagram page about sales and recruiting is these salespeople, the companies that they go in, they'll have one meeting a week and they all quit. And me being the type of person who does sales, again, this is our last point, point number three, super important. Me being the type of person who sells, I'm like, I don't want to have company meetings. 
I don't want to show up five times a fucking week. What? Nah, bro. I'm not going to sit here and show up five times a week. I got deals to close. I can't be sitting in the fucking office fucking circle jerking with you guys talking about positivity. Bro, I'm already in a good mood. I don't need to be reminded by you. Thank you, you know, but I don't need to come here to be reminded a bunch of shit that I already know. I really the fuck don't. I'd rather be in the, I'd rather fuck up and fall on my face and learn it that way than learn it by coming in and hearing your guys fucking secondhand stories about how you did sales. Now, there's some closers I'd listen to them. There's tons of people like that. However, however, motherfucker, that's not how I learned to close. I learned to close by stop listening to people. And I'm the guy who used to wake up at 6 in the morning, work out, and listen to Grant Cardone while I worked out, and then hit the phones. And then listen to more Grant Cardone and do sales training all day. So I know what it's like to take sales training seriously more than most fucking people on this planet, probably. More than most people on this goddamn planet. So why would I sit there and listen to your ass tell me about sales all day when I have deals to close? Now... What I didn't know is that these other salespeople don't always, especially on a new product, they don't always feel that way. So I was doing one meeting a week, which is dumb as hell. I should have been doing five, or at the very least, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, which I learned from them and I kind of had already been thinking too. And so that was the problem. Not only did I not have the SOPs, not only did I not realize that I need to stop being a rebel and start being a leader, I realized that I have to have more meetings with these people. I have to sit down and go over the SOPs daily. And I need to ask them what they're running into in the field. And I need to hold them accountable daily or else they leave. Not only from the accountability, but the lack of having someone there for them. They don't know if they're making progress unless you tell them that they're making progress and show them how that's happening. And so here's my final conclusion. It's hard for people to go to work, but a dude will sit down and use his money from work to pay to sit down and play a video game, which gives him zero fucking income. And he'll do that so many hours a day that he'll have less income significantly will be stuck inside of that trap forever it's i i guess not necessarily a trap like i like games here and there too i just fucking played a game today and i i really play games but i love games i'm not against them like some people what i found is it's called an iphone for a reason right it's not called a steve phone i uh, it's we you. It's not we us, right? What you're doing in a video game, if if I could get a guy to sit down for 12 fucking hours straight and do sales without even asking to be paid, that would be ridiculous. And it sounds crazy, right? Well, that's slavery. Yet you motherfuckers will sit down 12 hours a day and play a game that doesn't pay you at all and you don't get any real fucking thing out of it at all. How is that not slavery? And that's my best question to you business owners that you should ask yourself. How the fuck is that not slavery? Because they want to do it. That's why it's not slavery. Because they want to do it. So then my question has shifted. What can I do to this business 
and this program for salespeople that make them want to do it, not that forces them. Nobody holds people accountable who fucking play games. There's nobody with a whip over you saying, did you put in your 12 hours today? Nobody, yet they still fucking do it. So don't tell me there aren't things that are hard in this world or mentally challenging that people wouldn't do for free, that people wouldn't pay their own money to do that don't even involve getting anything real back. So people say it's the real world, it's the real world. Your real world has nothing on my fake world. Your real world has fucking nothing on my fake world. So when people sit there in games and they go to war in the fucking game, and they spend 12 hours a day doing it, that's what I mean. Your real world is nothing to the fake world. So when we talk about the fake world, we're talking about the mind. The fake world, the mind, the depths of the mind. The shadows of the mind, right? And so what I'm realizing now is people like a few things, right? The first thing, they like to be able to customize their stuff. Remember MySpace? You can customize it. We all love that shit. You can get your different, now you got the iPhone, you can get different screens in the back. When people play video games, they pay money for skins now, dude. I've realized that people have such an innate need to make something feel that it is their own. That if I cannot optimize that, fuck optimizing the goddamn pitch. That has diminishing returns. What if I optimize their ability to make their identity out of this sales thing? And I actually had an uh, old salesperson kind of bring up this idea to me. She told me, well, on the site, it should say something about the people that work there and their hobbies. And maybe even give them an opportunity to post on there. And I said, that makes sense because it's about them now. It's not called a Steve phone. It's called an iPhone. So when we run sales places, we're like, here's a Steve phone. <laughs> Here's what you got to do. Here's what we need from... Here's a Steve phone. And yeah, they get you in the doors. They say, we're going to do this for you. We're going to do this for you. Then as soon as you fucking walk in, here's a, here's a us phone. You give them the iPhone. You give them the them phone. And so I need to build a sales system that A, is customizable. B, is competitive. And C, that gives people a feeling of progress. Because that is exactly what a game is doing. It's the most addicting thing in the world. You get a feeling of progress, real or, real or perceived. You get competition, real or perceived, sometimes literally fake. And you get to customize it to you. And so what I've learned in this is make a system, customize two people that they can customize themselves. Create competition, give them a feeling of progress. Make sure that the SOPs are there. Be a proper leader for those people and stop being such a fucking rebel and be a leader for these people. Which breaks my heart, by the way, to to say, because I love being a fucking rebel and I don't like the bullshit of half the planet. I don't like bullshit. And most stuff is bullshit. So maybe I can help people break through their own bullshit. We can be goal-oriented. And until I have enough 
capacity of myself to bring that on to other people, it doesn't matter what the business does. And so in the stages I'm in right now, I need to take the SOPs. I need to have meetings because a lot of... Listen, guys, a lot of businesses have made the mistakes I've said. They, they only, there's only one meeting a week or only two. And people leave. I couldn't exactly tell you why. It's new information to me. I would love to work for a company that paid the fuck out of me, that I just did sales all day, that they just left me the fuck alone. I cannot tell you how much I would love to sit here in my fucking room or outside in the trees, hop on the phone and just call, 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 sign up, call, sign up, call, sign up. And then I look in my bank account, my money goes in, and then I don't even have to talk to anybody. Uh, I do like the feeling of, of progression, competition, things like that. Like we all do to some degree. But there's a big part of me that's like, I'd rather not the bureaucracy, actually. So I thought great salespeople would be like me. They'd be like, fuck bureaucracy. But I forget there was a point where I said, bureaucracy, please help me. (laughs) So I need to be there to help people. Then they can say, fuck bureaucracy and do their jobs better. But I need to be a little bit more of a bureaucrat. Because I guess I ignore the fact that we all have a stage in life where we need bureaucracy. It is after we're done with that that we can say, fuck this. And so I broke out of that, and I need to help other people break out of that. I need them to let the bureaucracy shape them, so that after it shaped them, they could say, all right, fuck this, now my own identity comes into play. Then they can focus on sales, they can focus on competitively selling, and they can focus on competition on top of that, and they can focus on making it their own. So if you don't want to run into these problems with your businesses, first thing I would do, make standard operating procedures. That's a fancy, long-ass, irritable word. And all it means is you need to have written on a piece of paper or digital sheet exactly note for note is clearly and simply and quickly in the shortest, smallest amount of words you possibly fucking can. Explain exactly what the people need to do so that you can then delegate them. I'm reading a book on military strategy. There's two things. There's field tactics and there's drill tactics. Drill tactics is here's how you kick. You move your leg and you kick. And then after our, our drill tactics, we have field tactics. Now you go in the field when you kick, right? Or whatever you're doing. Now when you go into the field... What if it rains? What if you're wearing shoes that are slippery? What if the person you're trying to kick is unaffected by kicks and you have to do something else? There's a difference between drill and field strategy. So you need your drill strategies down. You need this is what we're doing. Then you take those, you teach them, and then you teach them field strategies. Those are wisdom, you know, nuggets of wisdom or personal things that you know that are talked about in those one-on-one meetings with your salespeople. So SOPs out the ass, for those people wanting this to be summed up, SOPs out the ass, spend more time with your people, nothing crazy, 30 to an hour a day, that's it, for, for a sales department we'll say.
And then if you're a rebel-ass closer like me, understand that that's you, bro. That's not everybody. So meet them where they're at and then pull them through. That's what leadership is. Leadership, they say it is pullership, not pushership. I'm not pushing you to be a leader. I'm pulling you to where I'm at. I'm doing all I can to get you to where I'm I'm getting you to overcome personal limiting beliefs and bullshit so that you can come to where I am. It means the world to me. It really does. It's kind of terrifying how uh, attached I am to the idea. It is. It's scary um, how easily it can be taken advantage of. How much I care about other people and their progress when I start caring. I almost don't want to care because I end up caring seriously, unhealthily too much about other people's progress. Because... I'm I need to I need to pull them through their own problems and give them the breakthroughs I've had that have given me relief and reduced unnecessary suffering. So it breaks my heart when people have unnecessary suffering a little too much and I need to detach a little bit from that so that I can help people. I need to not identify with the problem solution so I can detach and help people. And so that's all I've been doing is spiritual books Gratitude and breaking out of that problem-solution-based oriented thinking. Much love, guys. Use this to approach the leadership of your business.